All right, damn. Woo! That was close. All right. Hey, let's give another huge round of applause for the Hume staff. Those skits were awesome. They were so awesome. And just, it's amazing. I don't know if y'all realize how hard that is to memorize as many lines. And all the stuff that they've been doing is just awesome. So, and Jackson in the back, nobody ever gives love for the tech guy. Give it up for Jackson. All right. Hey, listen, we have a lot to accomplish tonight in a very short amount of time. And so, very quickly, um, I do want you guys to know, last night was super exciting. It was really cool to see a lot of you stand up and say yes to Jesus for the first time in your life. That's so cool. I didn't tell you this, but I have my own Hume Lake bookmark from 1992. I know that was a long time ago. My freshman year in high school when I gave my life to Jesus for the first time. And so I'm right there with you. You know what's really cool? In my office, I have my Hume Lake bookmark. I actually laminated it, and it's pinned up on my wall as a constant reminder for me of that moment when I got to enter into the kingdom of heaven. My name got written in the book of life, just like a lot of yours last night. So super cool, super cool. Okay, um, tonight we're going to continue to talk about absolute truths, and we're going to focus on something where, well, listen, my hope is that this whole week that things didn't just go in one ear and out the other. I hope you understood a lot of the absolute truths that, we, that we've been talking about. And my hope is that when you go down the hill and you go back into your home, that it actually produces change in you, that you're different, that you're not the same from when you came up here. Because I really want you to experience the best life that you can have. And speaking of best life, we're going to talk about that tonight. So open up your Bibles right now to the book of... Buddy, that's right. The book of Buddy, the book of John. You guys are so smart. That's so cool. Okay, here we go. John, we're going to um, turn to chapter 10. John chapter 10. We're going to jump right in. John chapter 10. Okay? Uh, while you're looking that up, I'm, I'm going to ask you a question. Okay? Um, the question is this. If you've got an answer, raise your hand. I'll point to you say Go. And the question is, if you could create the greatest life possible, the greatest life, what would it look like? What elements? I'll tell you right now, my answer would be all-you-can-eat, unending, never-ending peanut butter and jelly sandwiches with crunchy peanut butter. Oh, yes. That is my love and my grandma's uh, jam, strawberry jam. Like, we're just in good. Okay, what else? What do you think? Yeah, go. What? Living in the movies? Like you just live in the movie theater. You're like chowing on popcorn the whole time, watching, you know, stuff. Okay. All right. Hey, to each his own. I like it. Good job. Yeah. Right here. Go. Um, being stuck in time where you can do whatever you want and make people happy. So you could like, um, you could travel around in time. The greatest life is getting to, it's being stuck in time. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. You, hold on. You, wait, no. You hold, you first, then I'll let you go. Yeah, go. Oh, my goodness. Good answer. Excellent answer. You stole my sermon. You want to come get the sermon? Okay, no. Go ahead. 
Oh my goodness, how sick would that be if you draw something on a paper? It comes to life. Unless you like drew like a, you know, a lion and then it came and ate you, that'd be no good. Okay, hands down, hands down, I'm sure. Hands down, hands down. Why do I have a feeling that I'm not gonna wanna hear his answer anyway? Yeah, okay, now, here's the deal. Here's the deal, all right? Uh, look at John 10.10. 10. Look at John 10.10. 10. John 10, verse 10, says this. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I, who do you think I is? Jesus, right? Jesus, God, same guy, okay? Jesus, I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. So guys and girls, look at me. What Jesus is saying right here in John 10, 10 is that, listen, the reason why I came to earth, the reason that why I was tortured and why I was beaten and why I went through everything that I went through and even became one of my own creations is because there was a purpose to it, is because I want you to have life and not just life, but I want you to have life abundantly. See, abundantly means to, to have more than you need. It, it means beyond what you hope for, beyond what you can imagine, beyond the greatest things that we could think of that would make the greatest life. Jesus is saying, I want you to have it abundantly, even greater than that. Now, I, I want to go back real fast. We kind of scanned over it, the first part of this verse, because I, I think it's really important to understand. See, verse 10 started with, the thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Look at me. And I don't want to scare you, but again, you guys are getting older and you're not kids anymore. And so I want you to understand that there is a thief in this world who does not want you to have an abundant life. You guys know him, probably you've heard Satan, the devil, Lucifer, the, the father of lies. You hear lots of different names. Listen, he is very real, okay? He is very real. And no matter what some people try to tell you nowadays that always oh, just made up or the devil's not real, the devil is very, very real. And I want you to understand something. He hates you. Let me, let me say that very clearly. He hates you. And his job in this whole world is to try and make it to where you do not have an abundant life. He is a thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he hates you. Now, look, you might think of him as the you know, dude with the red horns and the pitchfork. That's not Satan, okay? No. Satan is a very real being who hates you and wants to destroy you. But listen, I don't want to focus on that part of the verse. What I want to focus on, and I don't want to give the devil any more time tonight in this message, I want to focus on what Jesus talked about, about what it means to have abundant life. Uh, look at John 15. Flip over to John 15. And we're going to answer this question tonight about what does it mean to have not just a life here on earth, but an abundant life, something that goes beyond measure beyond what we can understand. Now, anybody here like SPKs? Remember, we, that was going to be our prize earlier, okay? Um, any, stu, uh, Sour Patch Kids. Didn't, don't you call them SPKs? Somebody really like SPKs? Do you really like SPKs? Okay, come here, come here. In, in the hat, in glasses. Come here. Yeah, come up here. Come here, come here, come here. All right. Take a seat. 
What's your name? Ava. Ava? Ava. Awesome. Ava, okay, here's the deal. All right. I am uh, going to give you uh, these Sour Patch Kids, okay? okay? I'm just going to give them to you. So here they are. Okay. Now, here's the thing. If, I know they're free. For free. Sounds good to me. Okay. So here's the deal. You're going to sit up here in front of us for the rest of the message. Can you do that? Sure. Okay, cool. Now, here's the deal. I gave you the SPKs. You're welcome to eat them right now if you want in front of everybody. You can eat them. You can enjoy them. You like SPKs, right? Okay, so you can totally open it up and enjoy them, okay? So, but, 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 hang on a second, okay? Here's the deal. If you can wait the whole rest of this message, I have something even greater to give you. It is far better than that pack of SPKs. It, far better, but, but, you need to trust me. So we're going to see if you can wait and be patient. But look, I totally understand if you want to eat them, okay? So if you feel like eating them, that's fine. But if you want to wait and be patient, I have something way better that I'm going to give you. Does that sound like a good deal? No. Okay, well, <laughs> torturous. Okay, well, uh, do you guys think that Ava can do this, or is she going to? Okay. All right. Oh, she's, she's putting them on her lap. Okay, everybody else, look at me. John 15, okay? John 15, starting in verse 1. Let's read together. Now, by the way, uh, as most of you uh, are from the Central Valley, just like me, you know Central Valley, like we know agriculture, right? Like, my, my, uh, Ty, he's in Virginia, and people are like, oh, you're from California? Like, oh, dude, do you know Tom Cruise? <laughs> and he's like, no, I don't live anywhere near movie stars. I don't surf, and I don't talk like that. Um, I live in the agricultural capital of the world, right? <laughs> Woo! I'm in. So, so this verse right here, I understand because I am from the Central Valley. Here we go. Uh, John 15, verse 1. You doing okay over there? Okay, good. I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself, unless it abides in the vine, neither can you, unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he's thrown away like a branch and withers, and the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And if you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. Verse 11. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. Now, there's a lot that we can unpack, and we don't have a lot of time tonight, but I want you to see that last line really specifically. Why did Jesus do all that he did according to verse 11? Why did he do that? Why did he speak the words to us? Why did he die for us? Yeah, go. Because he, he loved us. But what does verse 11 say? Okay, don't give me a Sunday school or a Christian school answer. What does verse 11 say? What does it say? Why did he do this? Look at it. Why? Raise your hand. Yeah, go. That, um, he 
That we may have what? Joy. Yes, that we may have joy and that our joy may be full. Guys and girls, this is just a little side note right now. Look at me. Okay? When there's a question that's asked of you, remember how we talked about standing on man's word versus God's word the other day? Okay? Always go back to scripture. Don't give me your answer. Don't give me an answer that you think is right. You tell me what the Bible says, because this is the only thing that we can trust fully. Amen? Okay, good. Glad we're on the same page there. So, uh, you're right, okay? So that we may have joy and that we may have full joy. That's in other words of saying that so that we can have an abundant life. Now, like I said, there's lots to unpack in that verse, and, and Jesus was the master at using different tools, and, and I want to do this to help you guys understand this verse a little bit more. Ava, we doing okay? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. You, you don't want to like just open it up and maybe take no. a smell of them and, no. and, and just maybe kind of lick one like, no. no? Okay, you're doing good. Okay. All right. All right, y'all. This is Norman. Everyone say, hello, Norman. Hello. Now, Norman, by the way, he is a skinny little guy, isn't he? That's because he's just a baby. Yeah, he needs to gain weight for sure. He needs to get older. Uh, here's the thing is uh, Norman is a Washington Naval semi-dwarf orange tree. It's not super significant, but he's an orange tree. We know orange trees in the valley, don't we? That's right. Did you know that the Central Valley from, you know, like Bakersfield or the Grapevine all the way down like to Sacramento, we produce more oranges than the state of Florida, more peaches than the state of Georgia, and more milk than the state of Wisconsin. Take it, suckers. Woo. All right. Good. Now, sorry, I was I just on my high horse there. Okay. So, all right. Let's go back to the text. Uh, did you see the word that was said a ton of times there in John 15? Like, what do we need to do? Did you catch the word that started with an A? Uh, what? Just say it. Abide. abide. Okay, you, you all saw it. Okay, abide. It said abide. What does the word abide mean? What does it mean? Yeah. Uh, to, follow. to follow. Okay. Anybody else have? That's good. Anybody else? What does abide mean? Yeah. Go. Okay. Promise by. Okay. Yeah. Go. Reside in. Okay, so those are good. Those are good. So an, another word for, for me to abide is simply to connect to, right? Is to spend time with. So Norman here, okay? So Norman has a main branch that goes up the middle. That's his trunk, right? We're going to call it the vine to kind of connect with the verse, okay? And so Norman has this, this vine that goes in the middle. If his branches that are on his side are connected to his vine, are they going to stay healthy? Yeah, absolutely, right? Absolutely. If I snapped one of them off, now I'm not going to do that because I don't want you to you know, tell me I murdered him, okay? If I snapped one of his branches off, would that branch survive? No, no because it was not abiding in the vine. It was not connected to the branch, all right? And so what Jesus is saying right here is that God is the vine, and we are the branches, and we have to stay connected to God if we're going to survive and if we're going to thrive. If we want more than just a life, but we want an abundant life, then we have to stay connected to God. 
And, and he talks about having fruit. See, fruit are the things that come out of our lives that, that are good. It's a result of being connected to the vine. When we love, when we have peace, when we have joy, when we have faith, when we have these things, uh, joy, faithfulness, kindness, gentleness, self-control, these things come pouring out of our lives when we stay connected to the vine. But the moment that we detach then we become worthless, and, and he actually says that we can do nothing. Tuesday, we talked about the Bible, right? And guys, are we doing okay? Okay, good. We talked about the Bible, and we talked about how important it is. Remember what I talked about, how I talked about it being kind of like Thanksgiving, and we should do what to it? Do you remember the word I used? Devour it. That's right, devour it. Look. Guys and girls, the more that we devour this book, the more that we get into it, that's how we spend time with God, is by understanding his words. We understand absolute truths. When we read his word, we stay connected. The more that you stay connected to God, the more that you're going to stay healthy, you're going to abide in the vine, and you're going to produce amazing things and have an abundant life. And what's really, really cool is that when we read the Bible, we don't read it alone. Jeremy kind of talked about this earlier tonight. See, look, go back a chapter and look at John 14, verse 15. John 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and will be with you forever. The spirit of truth, the word cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you will know him for he lives with you and will be with you, will be in you. John 16, seven says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. If for, if I did not go away, the helper would not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. So this is what's really kind of crazy and cool. Look at me. So Jesus dies, right? And, and then three days later, Jesus raises from the dead. And then he's with people. And he's telling his people, listen, I'm about to go up back up into heaven with the Father. I'm going to be gone. Now, if you just spent the last three years following Jesus, would you be like, no, Jesus, don't go. Don't go. Don't, you, just, you just died. We just got you back. Like, don't go. Like, please be with us. And Jesus says, no, 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 listen, it's a good thing. And they, they had to be like, no way, this can't be a good thing. And what Jesus is saying is, no, look, listen, I was here with you in, a, in bodily form, and I'm going to leave. But someone, another part person of the Godhood is going to come and be with you in spirit form. See, Jesus is God in a bod. The Holy Spirit is God in your bod. Uh-huh. And what's cool about that is this, and this Guys and girls, I, I think when I was your age, it kind of scared me a little bit. But at the same time, like the older I got and the more I realized how cool it was. If you've given your life to Jesus, as a lot of you did last night, then what the Bible is saying and what Jesus was saying is that, look, it's awesome. Because now God actually takes up residence in you. God lives in you. Literally, physically, God in spirit, the Holy Spirit indwells you, is inside of you. And what's super cool is what Jesus is saying is that the Holy Spirit is going to help guide you. So when you're reading the Bible and you think, oh my goodness, this was written like 2,000 years ago. How is it relevant to me? What's super cool is the Holy Spirit exists to help you, boys, is to help you understand what's in this book and what you're reading. Um, you, I know you all probably think I'm crazy already, but... 
Um, I, when I read the Bible, I think about the Holy Spirit being with me physically, um, even though he's living inside of me. And so I literally do things where I talk to God as I'm reading. So I'll be reading, I'm like, huh, Holy Spirit, uh, what does that mean? Or Holy Spirit, is there something that I should do about that? And you're going to think I'm super goofy, but I actually give the Holy Spirit like virtual high fives like this. And like, I'll go like, you know, Holy Spirit, oh, that's so cool. Ha! You know, like, because he's in me. Like, we're high-fiving. I know. I'm weird. I get it. I understand. Okay? But it's just the way that I do it. Okay? Ava, are we doing okay? Yeah. You think she's doing okay? Yeah. Listen, I, I know this is bothering you, so let me just... Oh. Smell that, Ava. Oh, yeah. Are you sure? Like, I'll put one in your hand right now. You sure? You just... Here, just take a whiff of that. Hold that in your hand. Are you sure? Well, back to the text then, okay? Now, here's the thing, guys and girls. When, Norman, I'm going to put you down for a second because you're in my way. Sit. Good boy. Okay, good. Now, here's, here's the deal, okay? When we give our life to Jesus, then there's a couple of expectations that come with it, okay? One of them is that when we give our lives to Jesus, that we will have more than just a regular life. We're going to have an abundant life, like something even beyond what we can imagine. Um, and that only happens, guys and girls, when we dig into God's word when we devour it, when we allow the Holy Spirit to speak to us through it. Let me give you a quick example from my son, Ty. And what's really cool is, uh, I didn't say this to you, but um, Ty, so my boys um, grew up going to a school called Red Bank Elementary in Clovis, and they never had him as a teacher, but Biscuit was their elementary football coach. Pretty cool, huh? Right? So here's the, cool, here's the thing. Ty... Uh, one day he's in fifth grade and at recess for Ty, every recess and every lunch, him and his buddy Garrett, his best friend, they would go and they would play football every single recess, every single lunch, all the time. And a lot of times they were like making plays for a biscuit, like, you know, that they would be able to run in their football game. It was super cool. And uh, the thing is, is Garrett, Ty's friend, uh, had some ear issues and he had to have surgery. And um, so much so that he actually has no hearing in his right ear now. And it was a really, really hard time. Can you imagine being a fifth grader? Maybe some of you have gone through hard times like this or you know people. But as a fifth grader, he had to have surgery to where he couldn't hear anymore. And so what happened was is after uh, the surgery, Garrett came back to school. Now that morning... Uh, Ty, my fifth grader, was reading in his Bible, and he read this verse about sharing one another's burdens or carrying one another's burdens. And he actually, before he went to school that day or, or when I was dropping him off, uh, he said, Dad, what does that mean to carry one another's burdens? And I said, well, Ty, you know, there's going to be a time when somebody's going through something, and, and you're going to go through it with them. You're going to step the steps with them. And he's like, okay, you know, that makes sense. Well, that very day, Garrett comes back to school after his surgery, and unfortunately, because Garrett had had surgery, he wasn't allowed to play football at recess for the next three weeks. Now, Garrett was devastated. And so Ty thought about it, and the Holy Spirit was speaking to him about what he had read in God's word, and, and 
and he came home from school, and I said, hey, Ty, how, how was school today? And I said, how was recess? Did you make any new plays with, with, uh, with Biscuit? And uh, we didn't call it Biscuit, but you know. And, uh, and, um, and Ty said, I didn't play football today. And I said, why not? And he said, well, Garrett can't play football. And I said, yeah, that's, what does that have to do with you? And he said, well, Dad, well, I was thinking about what you were saying and what the Bible said, and I, I think that carrying one another's burdens meant that I needed to just be with Garrett the whole time. For the next three weeks, Ty and Garrett walked around the playground during lunch recess and regular recess every single day for three straight weeks, and they never played football. Now, the reason why Ty did that was because he devoured God's word. And he thought about it, and he asked the Holy Spirit, and he asked an adult who understood, and so what does this mean? And then he lived it out. Guys and girls, if we want to have an abundant life, we have to be ones who not just read God's truth, God's absolute truths, but then we trust the Holy Spirit to teach us how do we live this out, and then we live it out. That's how we change the world, and that's how we produce fruit, just like Norman here. Go back to um, John 15. Ava, we doing okay? Are you sure? Did she sneak one? Did, did, did you see? You didn't sneak one? But you took one out and licked it, didn't you? No? Man, she's good. Whew. John 15, verse 18. If, now, oh, this is going to be hard, y'all. Here we go. You ready for this? This might be the most not fun verse in the Bible. Are you ready for the most not fun verse in the Bible? Here we go. Okay, verse 18. If the world hates you, know that it has hated me before it hated you. If you were of the world, the world would love you as its own, but because you are not of this world, but I chose you out of this world, therefore the world hates you. See, guys and girls, this is what I want you to understand. Jesus never promised you the easiest life. He promises the best life, the most abundant life, a life that's amazing, but he never promised that it would be easy. In fact, I'm going to be honest with you, it probably is going to be harder at times. And our absolute truth for today, too, is that the world will hate us as we claim Jesus Christ as the ultimate truth. I don't have time to tell you the whole story, but my oldest son, Miles, um, when he was in high school, really struggled with some of his friends, and he had to make the big boy decision to tell some of his friends that he couldn't be friends with them anymore because they were negative influences on his life. And you know what? Man, they, they hated him for a while. And it was hard for Miles because those were friends that he really, really loved. But James 1, 2 says to consider it pure joy when you face trials of many kinds, meaning that when hard things come, when the world hates you, when you go through these things, we don't just consider it joy, joy, but we can consider it pure joy. You know, I know that was a hard decision for Miles to make, but I want you guys to know this, what was super cool. He stood his ground with those friends, but he also didn't let them just be. He realized that he needed to still love on them and give them Jesus and be an example of Jesus. And one of the coolest, coolest things was, is he kept inviting them to church. And one of the, his most proudest moments ever was late in high school, 
I got to baptize two of his friends who weren't Christians, but because he had taken a stand in that moment, gave their lives to Jesus. And what was super cool is one of those kids, his parents came to the baptism, heard him tell his testimony about Jesus, and they both gave their lives to Jesus. And that happened because Miles was willing to do something that was hard and take a stand. And even though he was hated, even though it wasn't a popular decision, Boy, God blessed it, and God did some amazing things with him. So the last point that I want you guys to do, the last absolute truth of the whole week is this, that we are to be witnesses to a world that is dying. Our last passage of the week is actually going to be out of Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16, and it says, You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Look, if you've given your life to Jesus, and I'm going to finish with this. If you've given your life to Jesus, and that means that you get to spend eternity now with God forever, right? You don't, the debt has been paid, the death has been paid. Then God should just take you up into heaven right now, Right? I mean, there's nothing more to do. You, your name is written in the book of life. You're going to spend forever in heaven. Just go right now. But no, God has a job for you. Look at me. Look at me. Every single place you go, the playground, school, a sports team, a dance recital, the grocery store, the park, wherever you go, that is your opportunity to be a light for Jesus. Everywhere. Everywhere that you go, your job, if you've given your life to Jesus, there's no reason why you're still here except to tell others about Jesus, except to be a light, just like Matthew says. Ava, we doing good? Has she been doing good? She's been doing awesome. I'll tell you what, Ava, I'm very proud of you. Let's give her a big hand. Let me have that. And like I said... For a lot of us, we get confronted with something like this that we love, and, and, and so we, we think, this is great, this is life. Like, I get something that's good and it works out, but this is a small bag. It's just a temporary enjoyment. Like, yeah, you like SPKs, but this isn't going to last very long, and if you're around your friends, it could be gone really quickly. And Jesus promises that when we abide in him and when we stay close to him, then what we get is even greater. It's an abundant life beyond what we can imagine. And in this case, because, Ava, you held out, you don't get the little bag. You get the family bag. Good job. You can head back. Hey, let's give Ava a huge round of applause. I'm going to do a temporary enjoyment, though, and enjoy it. Hey, let me finish with this, because we got to get out of here. We got Victory Circle to get to. And I'm excited to hear you guys' stories. Now, listen. We've had an awesome week learning absolute truths. But again, guys and girls, look at me. It would be a shame if, it went in, if all of this went in, went in one ear and out the other and you didn't go home and start experiencing the abundant life. Don't settle for the little bag of SPKs. Don't settle for just an ordinary life. Choose an abundant life by abiding in the vine. Spend time with God. Let fruit, whoa, 
like this. Let this be what comes out of your life so that you can bless other people, so that you can be a light to other people, so that they can come to know Jesus, and so that we can all spend eternity with God in heaven forever. And we can have an abundant life, not just in heaven, but an abundant, full life here, full of pure joy. Do you want that? Then get into this word and connect to Jesus. Let me pray. Woo! Daddy, again, just we come before you one last time, and, um, and we just want to say that we, we love you so much, but we thank you that you loved us first, that you sent Jesus, that you didn't leave us in our sin, but your desire for us um, is to have an abundant life, not just a regular life, an abundant life. And I thank you for all of the absolute truths that you set in motion in this world that we can trust you and we can understand that as the creator of the whole world, you have our backs like you have what's best for us. You are like a dad. You are our dad, our heavenly dad who wants awesome things for us. So help us to trust you. Help us to get into the word, take up the bedside Bible challenge, and just devour your word so that we can learn more about you and make a greater influence on this world. Again, thank you for loving us so much. And it's Jesus' name we pray. And all of you, Mike said, Amen. Amen.